welcome to the Lovely Radical podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and Lovely Radical is a mission that for me began many years ago, wanting to retain the ability to be lovely whilst also being a radical agent for change and transformation in my own reality and that of those who are ready for more. I'm a life and business coach helping people all around the world become the leaders of their own lives, a master practitioner of hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, and something incredible called emotional change technique. I've taught around the world and for the last five years coached people across five continents and helped them remove their barriers to finding their soulmates, healing their bodies, and making 10K months or more in their businesses. Because the key I've found lies in our unconscious mind, here we will discuss many things around mindset, communication, business strategy, real self-love, manifestation, language, and so much more. Many of these topics have been requested by you, and we will discuss with some dear friends of mine who may pop in from time to time. This is a no-filter zone, and some of the content may trigger you, and that's great. Did you know that our triggers are actually the pathway to our desires? And we are usually triggered by things that are unfamiliar and that we haven't yet made sense of. And if knowledge is power, imagine if you have the wrong knowledge and that's why you feel stuck. If you're looking for ways to take this knowledge to a higher level, you can connect with me anytime and ask about LRA, my coaching academy. So step into the arena, lean into the knowledge to integrate the light and the dark, spirituality and business, and let's have some fun while we create a better life than we could have possibly imagined together. Awesome. So welcome to episode three. And today... I was having, so I was having many conversations in this last week around entrepreneurship, around scaling businesses. And what that means is to grow them and to make them successful long-term and talking with some successful friends here in Bali about the many, many people who claim success online and have all of this noise and all of this marketing and yet they're making very little money and so today we're going to talk about what I have seen and believe is one of the major key factors to take a small project and make it into a big success to take a small business and make it into a lasting sustainable successful business to take your income where it is now and grow it so that you actually can live your life and serve in whatever way that you do and so I was talking with a friend of mine about this and we know people with small businesses all over the place And they might be talking about success, but yeah, making very little money. And I also know people with massive social media followings and incredible wisdom who don't make money from it at all. And entrepreneurs with these incredible ideas who play small to just help people. And yet they could help so many more people by leaning into this uncomfortable next level. So 
a little about me. I was one of the latter in the past, one of the people who just wanted to help people, didn't care about, I said I didn't need to make money, I just wanted to help people. And yet I was burning out trying to help people while I still had to work other jobs, while I was studying, and in the past, while I was chronically ill as well. And I also still hadn't dealt with my core stuff in the beginning. And today I'm going to speak into the unconscious and uncomfortable levels that I decided to lean into that shifted me pretty quick into success and being able to really scale my businesses and help others do the same. And without burning myself out or hurting my health or my relationships or anything else that was going on. And there are many things that I teach in the Lovely Radical Academy about scaling business or projects. So like deciding what your identity is in your business, what kind of leader you'd like to be, having the self-care for yourself to keep you energized and healthy and learning to communicate with yourself and with your team and with your clients and in the online space and in day-to-day life. And I've noticed that the main pivotal piece for pretty much everyone that I've seen move through actually successfully scaling what it is that they do. And this could apply to a business. This could apply to a passion project. This could apply to just being at your job and wanting to get that promotion or get that pay rise. And it all comes down to these unconscious usually and limiting beliefs and behaviors that the majority of humans have around money. Yeah, money, that dirty word. We're going to talk about it limiting stories passed down to us like money is the root of all evil rich people are bad people the rich get richer and the poor get poorer money isn't everything money doesn't buy happiness they were just handed it they're just lucky and so many more and then limiting behaviors like only having one earnings account and one savings account and that's it like buying a home or a nice car or fancy material items or clothing or going straight from school into a university degree without the guarantee that it's going to pay off or any training in most degrees on how to actually turn that degree into a business if you don't land the top job. And the list goes on. And I love to come in and challenge every little bit of it. And this is Like I've learned from some of the world's most successful and in my opinion, integral humans in this world. And today we're not going to get heavy into it. Uh, And if you want to rewire your money blockages, you can get in touch about how we can work on that together. Today, I'm going to give you some starting out strategies to begin to take action, to challenge your own beliefs and behaviors to start seeing the world differently and therefore seeing more opportunities and opening the floodgates to more money in your business or your job or however it is that you move through this life. Because contrary to the program potentially running in your mind, I've found 
that people with lots of money are for the most part, some of the kindest and smartest people in the world. Money may not buy happiness, but it buys choice. And the ability to choose creates a lot of happiness for yourself, for your family, for your children, and all those to come. And every single person who has created financial success and freedom that has sustained it the long term has had to work for it in some way, shape or form in some way, shape or form. So I've broken it down into five key ideas, tasks, if you would like to take that on and you get to play with them in your own time. And I encourage you that while you learn you also think, like ask yourself, how can I implement this? How can I start taking action? Because knowledge is nothing if we don't take action, right? So education is nothing if we don't actually do something with it. So number one, how intimate are you with your money? How often do you actually look at it? Do you audit your incomings and your outgoings to see how you're doing? So many of us just avoid looking at the bank accounts, avoid even looking at what we're spending or what we're earning, like have no idea exactly what we need to make and what we need to spend and where we need to spend it. And we end up getting to these stress points of, oh my God, I don't have enough money for that. And stress is a very blocking energy. Do you see every week, every month, like wherever it is, where you're spending, where you're earning, seeing where money flows. Is it organized? Do you appreciate it? Like money flows to where it's organized and appreciated the most. So for me, I have multiple bank accounts. I audit my incomings and my outgoings once a week on a Thursday I know the exact amounts that I need each week in each account for my outgoings. So I have accounts for rent, my standard bills, my business, my car needs, my going to the cafe to do a few hours of work and being able to have a coffee and a cake. I actually have a bank account for that. It has a pink ATM card. I have one for bathhouse sessions for my health for holidays, for the dream home and more. It's a form of active manifestation. So what does it look like for you? How intimate are you with your money? How well do you know your incomings and your outgoings and how organized are you for them? Because when we're organized, it takes out the stress factor. When we know there's money in the rent account, it's topped up a few weeks in advance and it takes some time to get this organized. But when we know it's topped up a few weeks in advance, and it's coming out automatically, we don't even have to think about it. When we have a bills account that we keep topping up and we have more than what we need in there, and that's what you can build it up to, you know that if you get a fine, it's like, okay, well, look, I've prepared for that. There's money there for that. Next time, let's not speed. (laughs) It's about taking the stress out of it and actually getting to know money, having fun with it, playing with it bringing that energy into your relationship with money. And number two, reframing and gratitude around money. How much time do you spend 
in full gratitude for the money that you earn and what it's allowed you. Like when you pay your rent, do you feel so grateful that you have a home? You're not getting rained on every night. When you pay your bills, do you think about, wow, this is incredible that I get to pay for this electricity that makes my life so much easier than if I didn't have that opportunity? Even if you pay a fine, can you sit in gratitude for like, oh, well, I was doing the best I could with what I was doing on that day. I got a speeding fine. And you know what? I'm going to pay it. Thank you to the council or whoever has issued this. Thanks for building the roads. Thanks for using my money towards the things that you do. (laughs) Can you actually come into gratitude for paying your bills? It's easy enough to have gratitude for the things that make us feel good, right? But can you come into gratitude for the things that maybe we usually sit in stress and annoyance around? Because you get to pay your bills. And that's such a better energy than I need to pay my bills. So the reframe is instead of getting a surprise bill or instead of your rent going up and your reaction being, oh, this is so annoying and you complain about it and you bitch about it and you shame your landlord and you, whatever it is that comes out of us, which is usually just programs passed on to us by other people doing the best they could with the resources they had. Can you catch yourself and go, wait a minute. This is kind of cool that I have a home especially in this climate. This is kind of incredible that there's all these companies that just provide me electricity, provide me water, provide me my phone, provide all of these incredible things and I get to pay for them. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. Can you notice the difference between the, oh, this sucks to, wow, thanks. Isn't that a more attractive energy? Which leads me to number three, money is energy because everything is energy, whether you're in the woo-woo world or whether you're in the, in the science world, we know every single thing, including us, including this thing that you're looking at, including the microphone in front of me is made up of energy. So money is energy and energy goes where your attention flows. So if you're focused on the lack, on the stress, on the, oh, I have to pay my bills, on feeling broke, then your beautiful brain is just going to do every, everything it can to keep you there to find all of the ways in your reality to keep you in lack, to keep you broke, to keep you in stress. Because it's just supposed to keep you safe. It doesn't care if you have money. It doesn't care if you're happy. It doesn't even care if you have a roof over your head. So it's so important to recognize the energy that we're feeding into this relationship with money. Because whatever it is that we're focusing on, our brain through our conscious mind is just going to find evidence of that in the world. 
And our brain is so smart, guys. It is so smart. It will find ways for you to get a speeding fine. It will find ways for your rent to go up. It will like we unconsciously create so many crappy situations because of what we're choosing to unconsciously focus on because we're not choosing to constantly reframe and rewire and transform our response to it, our energy around it. It's it's a game changer. And I just love when people finally step into this and play with this, because this is the thing. Money's become a dirty word. No one talks about money. People who do, people look at them going, oh, all they want is money. No, they've cracked the code. They've cracked the code. They recognize that money is energy. Money is incredible. Money is probably something that was incredible realization for me when I did a relationship with money process. I really got intimate with money. I had a conversation with money and I was like, for me, as someone who had been kind of cruising on my own for so many years and friends would come and friends would go and partners would come and partners would go and everything was so transient. I actually realized that money, while maybe there wasn't always a lot of it, money was always there for me. Always. It was the one constant And the way that I was thinking about it, talking about it, treating money was horrific. I'm not surprised that there wasn't more of it flowing to me. It definitely wasn't in an attractive energy to attract more of it. So how can you start to treat money like it's someone you love? Treat money like it's your best friend. Treat money like it's your inner child, whatever whatever most relates to the work that you're doing. Get intimate with it. Connect with it. Be grateful for it and everything that it gives you so that it wants to flow to you more. Now, number four, do you pay yourself before everyone else? And do you allow yourself to use that pay completely guilt-free and in full feelings of love and richness and abundance for yourself? Because here's what I see what happens most. And what I did in the past is as soon as money came, it went straight out to everyone else. I was like a transit center for money. It was like, oh my God, okay, I got paid, but I've got to pay rent. I've got to pay bills. I've got to pay this and I've got to pay this. and I've got to do this. I'm like, there's just nothing left for me. Pay yourself first. And this can start super simple. Maybe it only starts as $5 in an account for you and you get to go and enjoy a guilt-free coffee and just enjoy every sip of it and feel that richness and feel that abundance because you gave to yourself first. Can you trust that the flow of money is constant? Can you? What's preventing you? if you can't. And all the mentors I've learned from about money speak about the absolute must of investing in appreciating assets. So there's many assets that people invest in that do not appreciate. And before you're able to invest in things like real estate or stocks or crypto or whatever it is that you're into, invest in your mind, 
invest in your skills, invest in your knowledge. From learning from those who have created financial freedom and whatever it is that you might want, and also have the lifestyle, the health, the relationships that you want to create. Maybe start an account for this now. Maybe start an account to invest in yourself. Maybe start an account to pay yourself first. Because what we're saying to that energy, when we allow it to just transit through us and go to everyone else, everyone else is more important than us. So why should money flow to us? This is why we get surprise bills. If I'm getting money and I'm sending it straight to the bills account and giving nothing to myself, what am I saying to energy, to money, to that person that money is? Oh, I'm not important, but my bills are. Oh, cool. Universe is like, cool, here's some new bills that you weren't expecting. Here's a more expensive power bill. Here's a fine. Pay yourself first. Start small if you have to. And the key with this is to use that money completely guilt-free. You worked hard for that. You worked so hard for that. So why would you beat yourself up for spending that money on yourself? And of course, I would say it's great to identify things to spend money on that are going to build your health, build your mind, build your mental wellness. So I wouldn't recommend going and getting messed up on the weekend and drinking lots and taking drugs and smoking cigarettes. <laughs> it's definitely not an energy that you want to cultivate more of, right? And whatever it is that you choose to spend your money on that makes you feel abundant, that makes you feel rich. Even if you're only spending $5, can you allow yourself to feel that? To feel that energy and thank yourself for that moment. And number five, I've called get creative. Think, do you realize that there are thousands of ways like I want you guys to hear this there are thousands of ways probably more to make more money without doing anything illegal or taking your clothes off did you hear that one of my favorites Dr. Joe Dispenza says that in the age of information which we're in right now ignorance is a choice and before I was able to invest financially in great coaches and education and mentors, I jumped on every free or low ticket course or YouTube video or offer and not only paid attention to the teachings, but I implemented them in my life. I owned that consistency as if life was going to end tomorrow. I was like, I have to do this. I have to try it. I have to implement it to see if it works because not everything works in the moment. Like failure is a thing. Failure is literally the pathway to success. And when you can reframe failure and go, oh, I tried that and it didn't work. Maybe I could try it slightly differently. Maybe I can pivot. Maybe I can adjust it slightly and try it a different way. So if financially investing in your mind, 
in your growth is not available yet, it's the age of information. Everything you could possibly need to learn is actually at your fingertips for free. You just have to seek it out, learn it, and then implement it consistently moving forward. And the consistency piece is usually why people come to me for help. (laughs) And did you also know that if you're late on your bills, if things are getting a bit tight and you're like, oh, I'm not going to pay myself this week because there's an extra bill. I have a story around this. So I'm currently in Bali, Indonesia on a month long holiday. Everything's paid while I'm away. Everything's covered while I'm here. It's beautiful. And I created that because of these practices. Eight months ago, it wasn't actually even possible for me to come to Bali. It hasn't been possible for three years. Like it was actually impossible. And I decided I created an account. I added to that account. And in the beginning, I didn't really take it seriously. I was like, I called it my freedom to travel Bali account. I was like, okay, I'm just going to start putting money in and I'm going to manifest it. And then a few months in, life got in the way, as we say. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to take a bit of money from the Bali account because that's, it feels impossible right now. So I'm going to take some money and put it in the bills account. And what happened? The lining up that had been happening was interrupted. And all of a sudden there was all these roadblocks to making Bali happen. So I realized, I was like, okay, I need to reframe this. I need to make sure that every time I get paid, I am sending money to that account and I am not touching it. It is staying there because that is an intention that I have that I know that I can create. I have no idea of the logistics. I have no idea how it's going to line up. I just know that if I send energy there, money, it's going to happen. And that devotion quickly lined everything up and in a better way than I ever thought possible. So when we put money into an account for us to pay ourselves, to enjoy that guilt-free abundant energy of spending our money on ourselves, doing something that makes us feel rich. And then we take it and go, oh no, well, I'm not actually that important, but my bills are. Here's the thing. You can ask companies for help. You can actually ask anyone for help. Sometimes people say no. And yet, if you don't ask, you don't know. And this is one of the absolute blessings of the events of the last few years is you can ask, like, majority of companies that you pay your bills to have financial hardship teams. And you don't have to be destitute to have a chat with them, to ask them about the possibilities. And for some people, there's a real shame aspect in this. I remember in the past, I was like, I don't want to ask for the government for money. Not that I could ever get money from the Australian government, but I can never ask them for money. I could never ask them for help. And I was like, wait, for what purpose am I not asking for help? And just getting the information. And you'll be surprised at how many companies will go, look, we can give you three weeks off. We can reduce your payments. We can put it on hold for a few months. True story. I had a loan put on hold for eight months in the middle of 2020, just 
because I asked. I didn't really need it. I could have made it work. I could have found a way. I always do. But I asked. And that allowed me the breather to still be able to pay myself and to enjoy my money, not blow it out, not spend it on stupid things, but actually to enjoy myself, to nourish myself, to support my health and to build up my accounts to be ready to actually pay my bills on time again. The companies love that because they want you to pay on time. Pain in the ass if they have to do all the debt collection stuff. So how can you start to pay yourself no matter what? And if that feels like a stretch right now, start small. And where can you ask for help? Where can you get creative? One of the first courses that I ever did, I sold plants and random items in my house on Marketplace to pay the deposit. True story. Like majority of people have at least $1,000 worth of stuff in their house they could sell this week. And you have $1,000 to invest in something that's going to help you make more money or grow your mind or resolve your health, which is going to if our health's great. Right. We can work more. We can have more clarity of mind to see more opportunities and therefore make more money and feel great about it. About it. So where can you ask for help? Where can you get creative? Where can you learn for free online how to find one of those thousands of ways to make more money without doing anything illegal or taking your clothes off and start actually implementing it and playing with it now and as mel robbins says no one's coming to save you no one unfortunately is coming to swoop in and pay your bills or take the strain off unless you ask for help and ask for what you want that's when you can actually get support that's when you energetically invite in support And I'm unsure where the program has come from, where everyone is expected, like expecting that someone else is coming to save us or it's someone else's role to get us out of a situation that we got ourselves into because of bad programming, because of bad schooling, whatever it is, because of the breakup or the divorce or because of a health problem. I've had them all, not the divorce, but I've had all of the excuses of why I was broken, why it was someone else's fault. And as soon as I shifted to how did I create this and how can I ask for help, get creative, ask for support to get out of this and take action because no one else is going to do it for me. Like we already have access to everything we need. The question is for what purpose are we not taking massive, relentless action to shift our reality and shift and change our situation. And it's possible for everyone. There's actually an endless amount of money and resources available to everyone in this world. And so many people push back on that when I say that. The reason so few have access has nothing to do with luck and everything to do with putting in the work to change 
how we've behaved and what beliefs have been passed on that we're allowing to unconsciously limit us. And Carl Jung said, until we make the unconscious conscious, it will rule our life and we'll call it fate. It's not fate. It's you. It's all within your power. You have all the resources that you need. The question is, can you take action? So I'm wondering what could happen if you chose to start getting intimate with your limiting beliefs and behaviors, started to reframe them, rewire them with action to start tapping into the abundance that is waiting for you to move and to keep moving. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. If you like this, please do us a favor and share it with your friends and maybe even give us a five-star review. And be sure to tag us on your socials when you listen so that we can send some love your way. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with myself and the lovely Radical team inside the Academy, make sure you head over to our website at www.lovelyradical.net or send me a DM on Instagram for a chat. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.